We are live, sir. And the news of the day. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Let's just go right what out of it. The fuck is right. What, what, what takes the midterms into total irrelevance at this point, you know? What the fuck? So they were insolvent. They couldn't yep. handle the liquidity. They were playing fucking games with people's money. And fucking Binance pushes them over the edge. And it's hilarious. You read um, you read SBF's uh, 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 tweet thread about it. You know, he makes it sound like uh, the because he, he says they have things have come full circle and FTX.com's first and last investors are the same. This is not an investment. This is a. I'm gonna fucking buy up what what's left of you and take over your brand, dude. It's like wow, just wow. Yeah, no, I know, but you know what I really like about it. I mean, aside from them just, you know, getting the ego out of the way and doing the deal. I yeah. mean that that was key. And I mean, Caroline's probably breathing a deep sigh of relief after all of her reps the last couple of weeks. Well, but the question is, where does Alameda stand? I mean, FTX is fucked, but was fucked but we still don't know what alameda status is do we what is uh, ftx trading at i saw it down at 17 earlier in the morning uh, but it's got to be back up hold on let me look everything's down today though so no uh, it all just turned well fucking equities turned around deal, look, well, at yeah, BTC, no, look at this btc back over 20 yeah all of this over fucking ftt ftt's at 17 dollars and 89 cents still okay all right this no is, i mean Unfucking believable, man! Wow. No, when I saw that break, and I just immediately popped all the macro windows. I was like, you know, just giant green candles everywhere. And then I said, well, let's see how equities are doing. And I'm like, equities are rocking as well. And you know, Nikkei futures turned up. And I'm like, you know, this is where what's so beautiful is everybody starts pricing in doom and gloom and crypto apocalypse. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden. You know, he pulls CZ pulls this deal out, and and you know the beauty I also like. This is the key thing to me. Now he can piggyback or backdoor on all of FTX's lobbying and regulatory and compliance stuff. Yeah. To advance Binance US. Well, and I FTX, tell you what, whatever it's gonna I be. sure as fuck trust Binance and CZ to do the right thing on DeFi more than I do fucking Sam and FTX. That's for goddamn sure. So. You know, that to me is yeah. just look, I, you know, I look, I, I'm watching Sean's been commenting in the material indicators groups quite a bit and he's, you know, he doesn't like CZ anyway, and he's really pissed off about um, what, what happened with this. The earlier but part. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty friggin' sure CZ went into this weekend knowing or planning to try to come out of this other side of this owning FTX, because I think he knew exactly what their status was. I think he knew that when he announced that they were dumping um, and that he had inklings of their problems that um, I, I think he knew what he was getting into. Well, I, I also think that, you know, it doesn't mean he, it was all premeditated three weeks ago, but what I really like is how, you know, obviously, obviously there was some ego clash going on there. and But I like how in the end he's like, fuck it. Because everybody was giving him shit for um, potentially tanking the whole market. I mean, as of like an hour and a half ago or an hour ago. Uh, you're freezing up, Joe. 
Oh, Joe. Hello, Joe. So Euphoric says, does CZ get soul and can it all be bridged to BMB? No, I think that's Alameda's. I don't think CZ wants to touch Alameda. Uh, you froze up, buddy. Yeah, I'm back now, I think. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, you're lagging, but you're back. I'll keep the motion to a minimum. Is your phone on Wi-Fi or cellular, dude? Both. Yeah, it's oh. just, uh, it, it's you know, it's tough at this part of the Grove. But yeah, no, my laptop's dead, so I got to okay. go. Okay. Time to get a Mac, my buddy, my friend. Yeah, I got three more uh, at another another location. Um, I'm going to grab one of those, just yeah. that don't make noise, you know. Yeah, those disposable notebooks. Yeah, you know, you know me. I'm like, I don't care if I lose it then. <laughs> you know, it's like whatever. And um, I mean, what do we use them for nowadays, really? I mean, only thing I seem to be doing on is is you know <coughs> communicating. Like I've always, I mean. You know, obviously hyper communicating on Twitter, but, you know, research, reports, collaboration, you know, all the stuff that I've always done. I'm not I don't really need all that band or that all that processing power anymore for, you know, cranking out monster decks and yeah, yeah. big financial models. I, I don't really do that as much. So, yeah. So for those of you just joining us, uh, crypto uh, crypto giant Binance is acquiring FTX. Um I got to tell you, this, it feels like the fucking business move of the. <laughs> well, it definitely, it definitely put a little spring in everybody's step. I mean, well, look, everybody who is negative is now positive. Exactly. And it's so, just, I mean, don't you just feel better? Of course I feel yeah. better because I trust him more than I trust Sam. And it's a ballsy well, move, man. It's mine like... was more of, I didn't want to see another, I didn't want to see Sam turn into Doquan. Basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was exactly. the catastrophe I was exactly. worried about. Exactly. Um, so, speaking of which, did you wait a minute? Let me find this. Guess who sent out his first tweet in uh, in uh, four months? Shuzu. Shuzu. Uh -huh. He said, "Good morning, Jacoby." Interesting. So everybody's like, "What the fuck is this guy back now?" Are you kidding me? He probably figures, well, watching Sam and FTX collapse, I... Uh, Damn, I can't even remember what projects he was working anymore. <laughs> three arrows, like, Dad. Three, oh, three, three arrows, arrows three arrows. All right. I was like, kept thinking Doquan, and I'm like, Susie, who the fuck was that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> There's been All so many the, people. Danielle, Zhu, 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 Doquan. You know, all these guys are like the bad guys. And this is only since fucking January. I mean, think I about this. 11 months, not even 11 months of utter unbelievable chaos. Absolute chaos. But look, I mean, it's look, this FTX shit, another example of no transparency, centralized stuff, you know. Um, and I'll say this for CZ, he keeps his shit open. They keep their wallets open. They let people see that the money's there, right? Mm -hmm. And that they're not fucking around with, with users' money, which I think we're going to find out. FTX was maybe fucking around with people's money. We'll see. And, you know, they halted withdrawals. It's a total mess. And look, I truly believe CZ knew exactly what he was doing. He wanted to come out the other side owning FTX. And he does. Well, I mean, because look, the danger was with FTX being so, um, you know, kind of like the USDC type place. So trying to, to fit into a U.S. regulatory environment, you know, people, regulators or powers that be are going to anoint someone for that space. Yeah. And 
you know, if it was going to be FTX and you could kind of expect it, there was probably going to be the next shoe would drop on a giant investigation of Binance or something. And then they'd be elevating FTX. But now this saves all of that for, for CZ too. And now yep. he's inside now at the meeting with, or somebody's at the meeting with those guys, the lawyers. But, yeah, you yeah. know, he can, now he could compartment it too. This is what's cool. Oh, Joe, you're freezing again, dude. Move to another part of your house, man. All yeah, right. It's going to be. A You know, then it's like he has all the other stuff there for the totally kind of sandboxy stuff that we like so much. Right. You know, so there's a lot of ways to kind of carve this up. I mean, it's like you said, you keep saying it. It's just a brilliant strategic move. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, CZ is saying that he has the authority to pull out from the deal at any time. It's non-binding. Um, right. That's and, standard. Um, let's see what else. Dynamic situation, assessing in real time. FTX, he says FTX reached out to them and asked for help. Uh, sure. You know, after they've been put back on their fucking yeah. heels. Oh, dude, we're going to just dump all your stock. Oh, hey, dude, um, wanted to talk to you about something. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> of course that's going to happen. But you know, the thing is, I bet the only thing, when he says non-binding, it's true, no term sheet is binding. Um, right. But right. all it really has is something in there. It probably has a no-shop clause. I mean, I don't know where else, because you oh, wouldn't want like Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley to say, well, fuck this, it. we're going to buy it. Yeah, so yeah. he has to have that in there. And he probably paid, maybe put down some kind of earnest deposit or might have done that just to keep it more sticky. And the only other thing would be confidentiality yeah. on real terms. I, so, I have a feeling CZ put the, it, look, I mean, I'm sure the terms are, hey, we'll bail out some of these folks that you need to pay who are trying to withdraw, but I can stem the tide because it's Binance and they'll right. know that it's backed by Binance. But the, um, the other interesting thing is this is how panicked Sam must be at this point, because if you think about it, what you just said is critical. There are so many players in the banking and finance industry that would love to buy this project right because yeah. it gives them the gateway a massive gateway into this space so he's so desperate he couldn't go to any of the guys or start a bidding war or do anything else his only option was this that was it yeah, but there's also now you, you know you just really i mean there's nothing that prevents blackrock blackstone goldman those guys to go at sam with the hey dude you know you didn't shop it we're on your doorstep We'll offer you X. Right. No, that's he, true. And then Sam can just stall out for 90 days. Yeah. Or whatever the term sheet duration is. And then um, go to them. Yeah. So, no job's not really going to work in this situation. Well, and but here's the thing. He, he His risk right now is people not being able to get their money. Right. He has an immediate risk of, of, of being in deep shit. Because people can't get their money. They can't sell what they have. They're not allowing withdrawals. So he's got legal, huge legal risk at this point. So, and the, the other thing they made clear is FTX US is staying a separate entity, um, not, not uh, part of Oh, I didn't thing. know that. Yeah, oh. just FTX.com. So well, so that doesn't really do anything for the regulatory stuff then. No, because FTX.com is in the regulatory game. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Amon says SPF going to own the world and CZ is going to own SPF. 
<laughs> yeah, CZ just got a great employee. <laughs> Look at this. Eamon says B&B is up 21%. Really? Are you freaking kidding me? 12% right now. Let me see. Maybe this needs to be refreshed. I'm just going to check yeah, something. Still, 12% is freaking astronomical. Like, hell yeah. Because guess what? FTX isn't going to use FTT for fees anymore. It's going to be B&B. I don't even know. Maybe he just rolls it all in and no, that kills the brand. I don't know. Yeah. No, look. Uh, Cake's up 9%. Link, 7.5%. I mean, yeah, the top two performers are B&B and Cake right now. Yeah. Um, on all the coins, FTT is still down 21%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, everything's still slightly down from 24 hours, but still, uh, yeah, but, but still doing well. It's a, it's a good day. It's a crazy day, but it's a good day. This is insanity, dude. Just, I was like, what? I was not paying attention. I was work heads down working. And all of a sudden I look up and there's this tweet in my notifications from, uh, from uh SBF and I'm like are you fucking kidding me unbelievable uh he says it's at 388 so it looks like there's a little lag on drops drops tab oh man unbelievable woo i look i mean the the beauty of this is if you think about the cascading occurrences right now of this leaked document starting off everyone freaking out about Alameda and then realizing that it was actually also FTX that's in trouble. And then just kind of this, you know, cascading events that occurred. And then basically CZ saying, you know what, let me just push them right over the fucking edge. Um, I said, and then CZ just basically saying, you know what, let me push him over the edge because I could buy this shit up. So yeah. anyway, Joe, you there? So I'm back. Yeah, I was having issues. 388. Yeah. Nice. All right. So big news. Uh, that is the big news of the day, folks. Um, uh, obviously, uh, took precedence over a couple of other things that are going on. Let me see what else I've got here. Um, so, you know, I don't even know. There were over 344 million in liquidations in the last 24 hours during the drop. So well, um, that, that's that's what I was trying to say before, before I got um had technical difficulties was you know don't forget the feds still selling all that bitcoin right now and yeah. so i was Are looking in the morning it? that's what i've heard it's all on the central exchanges you know there's was a lot really? of talk about that yesterday and the day before so um you know i was worried about that so i was thinking in the morning and then the ftx terra level debacle on top of that i was like fuck man here comes that deep v sean's been talking about <laughs> yeah Right. Or here comes that leg down that Sean's been talking about it. And I'm hoping it's a deep V. Um, and then, you know, everything, of course, turns positive. And so now I'm like, okay, so now maybe, you know, we'll see what happens now. It absorbed that, what did you say, 30, 34, $344 million sale. You know, more is probably coming. I mean, I think they got, yep. what, $3.3 billion? Yeah. Uh, Euphoric may... Uh, made a really good point here is that Binance uh, has $500 million in uh, Twitter right now. That's right. So that's, uh, that's another, it is a big advantage. It says BNB also has the Twitter advantage. Dude, you know, a lot of people don't like the man. I personally do for the most part. Uh, there are things I haven't liked that he's done, but um, I got to tell you, this guy is so good. <laughs> he's just so good. I, I can't, uh, 
it's hard to find fault with his strategic uh, capabilities. Well, he's just in the catbird seat. I mean, he's got all the cash. Yeah, but he built himself. He built himself to there, right? I mean, he, he he's been responsible. He hasn't fucking played with people's money. He's built a chain. He's trying to support DeFi. He's invested in competitors like FTX. He was the first investor in in FTX. He's invested in all kinds of projects across oh. the board. You know, and he's built an organization that runs on its own, doesn't even really need him for the most part. So, I, oh yeah, man. that's the catbird seat. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So, crazy shit, crazy shit. So, and then uh, Jusu decides he wants to ch- pop in right now. So, you know, he probably figures he can't look too bad anymore if uh, Alameda and, F- and FTX are <laughs> at the brink of mm-hmm. collapse. You know, somebody pointed out the other day that not only did uh, Sam, uh, uh, what is his name, Trabuca, leave uh, Alameda, but um, the president also left Alameda. And so there's already been a lot of problems over there um, that should have probably made people aware. But now, of course, the insolvency. Hey, get ready for a lot more princes, Nigerian princes. Why is that? (laughs) Nigerian presidential candidate says he wants to create 30 million jobs with using crypto. Oh yeah, that's a that's a lot of jobs, man. I mean, <laughs> all right. So, um, wait, okay, but also I need help. Can you find my long lost relative that died in Kazakhstan? Exactly. <laughs> yes, I'll send you a million up front for that. Uh, uh, Euphoric says CZ visited oh. London and spent all day talking to MPs. Oh, I like that. Cool. Yeah, crypto London, man. Crypto London. I'm looking more and more at London, man. I I told my family last night. I said, depending on what happens today, you may be you may be uh, finding a new home soon in the UK. Because um, Sean yeah, told me, London. Sean told me the kingdom would bring welcome me back. He told he he messaged me that. Uh, hey, man, Sean. Look, my my mom's side of the family was. We're Tories in New York in the Revolutionary War and were kicked out of this country. I've got uh, Irish somewhere in the background, but it's not recent enough to qualify for their citizenship thing. Yeah, it's too hard to do that. I don't even know if you can do the duel anymore. My buddies like Gavin has duel and his my, brothers all do, but they my have wife, to. My mm-hmm. wife and kids can do Germany. No, um, no, I mean in Ireland. That, yeah, that yeah, was no, a, I know. a yeah. big thing because what happened is there was a a fire in like 190 something that burned down all the records of everybody there. So basically people just show up and go to the pub and find someone who's going to say, yeah, I remember his grandfather. <laughs> you get a passport. I mean, that's the way it used to be. Obviously, I didn't know that. That's yeah, crazy. Dude. Yeah. That was like in the nineties or wow. late eighties, mid nineties wow. right around there. Yeah. It's funny, man. Wow. That's friggin' nuts. That's nuts. Yeah. Well, Nigeria I'm sorry to, to all, any Nigerians that happen to listen uh, for making the, the spam email joke, but um, yo, you guys, the, that country is well known for um, being the spam prince, Nigerian yeah. prince. But it spam, has so scam. much potential. That's the other thing, you know, because they got the oil and other things. I mean, that is one, you know, it's it's obviously key to Africa in total. Um, but hey, yeah. Adebayo, I was thinking... I didn't realize. So I guess Bam Adebayo must be Nigerian too. So you know, a lot of Heat fans. Yeah, I don't know. Thirty-five percent of Nigerians, thirty-three point four million Nigerians aged eighteen to six to sixty, have owned or traded digital assets in the previous six months. 
I mean, that's a that's a serious friggin' level of adoption. I mean, that's like I don't know if anybody's close to that besides like uh, Venezuela, maybe. Yeah, that's, I mean, what's going on in El Salvador? Are they all is it all rolled out to their peeps too? Or no, I know I mean, everybody Venezuela, got, like we every, talked about that. Yeah. Everybody got theirs in El Salvador, but nobody's using it. They all dumped it or you know, and, and the country can't sell the bonds that they that they got. I just saw an article the other day about okay. that, that they haven't sold any of the bonds. I mean, look, the timing was horrible for that project. I really wanted to see that succeed. I'm I'm not a big fan of the president there, but um I um I definitely want to see that succeed. Obviously, it's good for yeah. all of crypto if if Bitcoin succeeds there. But right now it's on the rocks. Yeah, I also think I heard that Costa Rica was going to do something similar. Now, Costa Rica, I mean, have you ever been down there? Oh, yeah, I've heard. I've just, everybody I know loves it. Yeah. And I've been like about six times and, you know, sometimes for like, you know, three weeks at a time. And, and you could just, I mean, you look, you're finding stuff on the beach, you know, you know, if you're willing to, I mean, I'm willing to go down you know, one star level all the time for that kind of thing. Cause it's, you yeah. know, hammocks and bungalows for like 10 yeah. bucks, you know, and seafood everywhere. And, you know, anything else you would be interested in, you're going to find in yeah. a very relaxed, tropical, peaceful environment because Costa Rica, when the Europeans showed up in uh, Central America, they typically usually, um, well, enslaved the local population. But in Costa Rica, there were there weren't any native. There was no native population. So the Europeans had to actually work the land themselves. So you don't have those 99 or, you know, 99.9% of the people having like 0.01% of the wealth. Right. You have like a very equitable distribution. So you never, I mean, they've had nice. some incidents, but I've never, ever felt unsafe there That's at awesome. all. You know, I've never so. been. I'd love to go. You guys, it's a great family place, too. I mean, that's whitewater rafting, you know, all the jungle stuff, you know, animals, nature. It's awesome. Nice. Surfing, surfing, too. Very nice. Well, look, I I would love to see a country like Nigeria do this. Uh, I'd love to see them, like, clean up, you know, some of the problems they have with scamming the rest of the world. And, um, you know, it's... uh, I think it's a great aggressive stance to have and hopefully he'll yeah. win and, and, uh, and be able to do it. That's all. You know, you know, it's interesting. there was a lot of speculation. Somebody, I think I saw it in the Jarvis stuff, but recently about a central central banks for crypto basically is what's being talked a lot about in these different, you know, government regulatory type things. Right. And, you know, if, if Nigeria could, you know, if they could pull this off and become like the, I think, yeah, the crypto hub of Africa, you know, then you can also function as like a central bank of crypto for Africa with all the other country kind of like window accounts, so to speak. So this right. could be interesting. Yeah, it could be. They could become so what, a hub there. What's the M-Pesa? So M-Pesa is a money transfer service. I, I don't know how often they're involved in, I don't know if they're involved in crypto at all, but I, I guess what Niblets is saying, uh, Niblets said, M-Pesa to crypto isn't a long jump, so makes sense Africa should get on board. M-Pesa is an African payment service. remittance okay. service. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming what he's saying is basically that M-Pesa could move into crypto and then uh, easily. Uh, yeah. And and then it would make sense for Africa to be on board. So that's good. Is Western Union doing mm-hmm. that here? Like the stuff going on in Mexico and other places? Are they 
moving it in crypto yet? I thought we talked about I that. I think they are. Uh, I mean, they had a deal with XRP. They had a mm -hmm. deal with, uh, what's the one that starts with an S? I don't know. One wait, of those wait. kind of one of those kind of 2017 chain dead projects that's kind of made stellar. It, you know, stellar. Stellar. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, they had deals with them, but they were providing basically the the back end for transfers. So essentially, Western Union continues to get, you know gigantic percentages out of poor people of their money and is going to dramatically reduce their costs of sending that money. Right. right? So for me, any, any project that's enabling that shit, <clears throat> you're, you're no friend of crypto. Sorry. You know, if you're enabling, if you're helping an organization like that, um, screw over people at that level, it's just wrong. That's not the ethos of what we're trying to do. So I got no, I got no love for that. Yeah, look, if, if you're already charging them 50 bucks and you can do the whole thing for like, you know, 10 cents, you know, charge them 25 bucks. You're still making like, what, probably four, four or five times your current uh, operating margin, you know, even if you cut your price in half. Yeah. So you know, do things like that. That's what's kind of more in the ethos of crypto, I think. You agree? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh Niblet says, uh, M Pesa is cell phone based financial transactions, i.e., farmers get crop prices and make sales right on their phone, interpersonal transactions, et cetera. So looks like it's like almost your bank on your phone without being a bank, is what it sounds like to me. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, this was the other reason things were down last night, uh, today, uh, is library. Uh, that's a uh, video based uh, blockchain that launched a few years ago. Um, was going up against the SEC uh, and lost yesterday. Um, the judge, um, the judge's ruling does not bode well for a lot, uh, most DeFi projects. Um, it's actually really bad. Now, thankfully, this does not set um, precedent across all of it because of the way libraries attorneys were fighting uh, they only fought one leg of Howie. They didn't try to fight another other legs of Howie. And the team like massively screwed up. And, and there are a ton of fucking lessons for us to be learning from this shit, right? If you're launching DeFi projects. Look at what the fucking judge says in this case, right? He quotes in the, in the case documents, he quotes emails uh, to investors, blog posts to investors from library, basically saying, tying their enterprise to the value of the fucking token and whether or not they perform and delivering on what the project, the project was going to do. And it's like, if, if you haven't figured this out yet, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. Letter to investors. Yeah. It's something like letter to investors. Exactly. Oh, it's not an investment. Well, yeah. why is it the letter to investors? Exactly. It's, like, exactly. it's yeah. that kind of shit. And they were saying shit like, you know, as long as we get this platform stabilized, blah, 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 then, you know, then that should reflect in the value. Now they kept trying to do things to like claim they weren't, but it was like, dude, give me a fucking break. They also pointed out um, uh, team allocations as a big problem. 
And the judge, and and actually, um, my buddy Gabriel, I say my buddy, we're not really friends. Um, my buddy Gabriel uh, Shapiro actually thinks this part of this could have been contested yeah. because he says that uh, the reasoning is is challengeable. He said essentially Keynes counts the same facts. Library team owning tokens as satisfying two different elements of Howie. Um, and that's not how the test was meant to be applied. So he thinks it could be contested, but he thinks he won't because library didn't go after uh, more than one prong of Howie. Um, but there's a lot of analysis coming out now saying, look, this makes your roadmap, right? You know, it doesn't mean every judge is going to be the same, but it certainly says to projects, here's the shit you shouldn't do <laughs> because this is what the SEC is going to go after in court count challenges. And this is what um, you can lose on. So well, don't. <laughs> yeah. It, it, <laughs> it's, it's one of the things that we talk a lot about that, you know, um, it's not really about what the, you know, the token in my mind isn't always a security, but when you go out and talk about it, like it's a security, like it's an investment, you turn it into a security. Yeah. That's why it's so, imp so it's, you know, it, you can't talk like this is the bottom line. And this is what killed all the ICO people. Yeah. You know, when you look at all the investment prospectuses, basically, I mean, they're all, you know, screwed because of that language, basically, not all, but a large portion. And, you know, that's what gave the SEC traction to start calling stuff a security, not because it is, but because you treated it as one and violated all of the fundraising rules around securities. Yeah, and that's totally. what gets you in trouble. Well, and that's what the thing, I mean, it was just stupid. I mean, look at the words in... <laughs> In how was it? Yeah. Howie, look at the words where it says working on a whatever it says, working in a common enterprise for for gains, right? That's exactly the kinds of shit they were saying that they were going, the team was going to work on the platform to make it better to improve the value for people that held the token. Well, dude, <laughs> you might as well just like dictate from Howie exactly what you were, what. It's just stupid. Just yeah, stupid. it is. I mean, the language, that's, you know, that's why you want to use these top tier law firms on this. And that's why what's usually a one pager turns into a 14 pager because it's filled up with all kinds of shit. Oh, yes, he might say security here, but it's not an investment back here. Pursue it to blah, 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 blah. You know, right. and so, you know, you just can't, you have to be so careful here. I mean, I know Jobs Act got people in crowdfunding, got people thinking they didn't have to do that. And then when it jumped to crypto, the whole concept, people were really kind of cowboying it up. But, you know, you got to be super careful today. Um, yep. I know this is the past, but anybody doing anything now, study this lesson. Yeah. I mean, look, th these are things that should have already been obvious by now. Like yeah. a project should already know this shit. Hire a good attorney so you know this shit. Call Joe if you need a good attorney. Message him. He knows the best in the business. So just do it. And yeah. also look at a cooperative. We'll connect you up with Yev. Cooperatives yep. have securities exemptions. So you wouldn't even necessarily, you have to still be careful, but you wouldn't even necessarily, as long as you followed the rules of cooperatives, you wouldn't necessarily even have to worry about it because uh, cooperatives are allowed to have that kind of representation in what they're doing. So anyway, I tweeted yesterday, maybe library yeah. is exactly the kick in the ass we needed. 
Projects need to radically decentralize like Robert Locko did with liquid, liquidity protocol. And if you can't do that, no pre-mine, no hype, no allocations. And then, you know, the, the final step is, I guess, try to be radically anonymous because um, they're coming after us and you need to be prepared and you need to make sure you do the smart things. Look, Robert Locko at liquidity, I guarantee you, man, he made a lot of money, but you can relaunch these projects and before it has traction, and, and know that you're never going to touch it again and that you're not going to do anything to boost its value and that the community can go out together as a formed official legal DAO and promote it if they want to and talk about the project and getting loans and using the platform. But if you're launching a project, you can get in on your own tokens while they're cheap, right? You don't have to do a pre-mine. It's not right. required. You don't have to allocate to teams. There, there is an opportunity to launch something decentralized and not be in that position. So. You know, that's interesting because I remember when, you know, on the TradeFi side of, you know, when we were doing raises and different startups back and this is what those top tier law firms, there was always a thing where, um, you know, you were never given. I mean, maybe you got options at the beginning, too, but you always bought that first round of stock or first round of options. Nothing was given to you. It was at par value or something. So, you right. know, one a share yeah, or something. Yeah, it was cheap as shit, but still. You wrote a check for like $104 or whatever or something like that. Exactly. And, and had a shitload of it. Um, but then I think that's – so I think that's probably the analog in regulatory side. That's why both of them are now requiring this type of thing. Yep. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I look. I there was plenty of opportunity here to not fuck this up. And what's amazing to me is, by the way, the guy that founded Library is also also was running for Senate in the Republican primary, uh, and he lost. But um, what you say? He's a libertarian, New Hampshire. Okay. Um, but um, you know, there, this was not one I necessarily probably would have been fighting real hard for. Because uh, I don't know if his attorneys were telling him, oh, yeah, no problem. We're going to win this one. Because, I mean, just looking at the record of shit that the SEC was bringing up to me says, you know, maybe. maybe this isn't the yeah, exactly. Now, and here's the other interesting thing, right? This project's out there. It functions. People load, load mm -hmm. videos to it. It is it is a thing that people you are using. So is there is is this, you know. Does it matter? <laughs> I mean, it matters to the founders because yeah. they're probably going to pay fines or whatever. But but the project can't be shut down. The community can keep operating. You know, does it does it really matter? I I don't know. You uh, know, I yeah, I think they should have just settled this and paid a little fine and moved on because you know the thing is, don't, I was just thinking about ETH again, and I remember that a lot of the speculation was that oh yeah, ETH might have you know is not a security but it might have violated some security rules in the fundraising process right. and here's the fine here's the 150 million or whatever and um now you're not a security so a transition now of course now they're saying it may have gone back to being a security with the nodes in the u.s argument but you know to me i think all these things like library they did i lose you they migrated into uh, I don't know if the show's still going on. I think it is, um, but they migrate from potentially securities into non-securities. Yeah, I lost you there for a second. I wasn't sure if I was. Yeah, I had to refresh. I, my screen was locking up on me. So I don't like that little picture behind you. That's a uh, that's a diffusion B generated uh, anime. Oh, 
Yeah, that was that was AI generated, dude. Uh oh, you're gonna have a bunch of artists stampeding your house and <laughs> burning it down. <laughs> All right, so I sent this to my kid. This guy Palmer Lock Lucky is a real piece of shit. Uh, he but he had, he <laughs> built he built the Oculus that okay. Facebook acquired, and then Facebook fired him because he was a toxic piece of shit. He now owns a military contractor that builds. Uh, precision drones and technology for for uh, folks, but oh. he decided to build a VR headset that will kill you if you die in the game. Oh, and great! He loaded explosives at the front of it so that so that if you lose in a game, the explosives blow off and rip your head off. Did he demo it? That's what I said. <laughs> I would love for him to give it a shot. I, I yeah. I'd love for him to test it out. He said down below he doesn't have the balls. Uh, yeah, we could get him into like a v a one v one brawl with snipers in uh, Call of Duty. Let's see how he go. does on that one. Exactly. <laughs> he said at this point it's just a piece of office art, a thought provoking reminder of unexplored avenues in game design. He said of his killer headset. Well, you know, I mean, it's kind. He of also has plans for an anti tamper mechanism that will make it impossible to remove or destroy the headset. So, uh, you know, essentially outfitting some terrorists with some heads. <laughs> some... That sounds a little nutty to me. I don't know. I'm seeing a movie out of this. I see a movie plot. I what think was that movie plot. scanners. Remember that movie scanners back yeah, in the day yeah, yeah. where the heads would all blow up or something like yeah, that. I can't remember. Yeah. And yeah. The other ones with collars. Wasn't like a, uh, running game that one with schwarzenegger and uh richard dawson where it's in the future and it's a game or like a rollerball on steroids oh, yeah 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 and they had collars that blew up too i think right yeah have you yeah. ever seen my son and i last night accidentally watched a movie called 10 cloverfield lane have you ever heard of this I have heard of it but i can't remember what it's about it was actually a sequel it's got john goodman and it was a sequel to a movie called Cloverfield, I think. And it had pretty good reviews. And so we we just happened. Oh, I don't know what it was. Zach was looking at some site that that does uh, Niblets Likes Running Man. I said, Arfus yeah. are packed full of explosives. And he designed ambient killer drones. Yeah, that's it. Like the school bully waiting for you in the playground after school. Patience is a virtue, I guess. Running Man. Yeah. Um, uh anyway this movie cloverfield lane 10 cloverfield lane was exceptional absolutely exceptional and it's 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 a guy john goodman who's a prepper who has a bunker and he brings a woman in from the outside and tells her that there's been an attack above ground and she can't leave and it's him and her and this other guy in this underground bunker and it has she's gonna awesome, be there it has <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so you think creepy crazy guy and he is creepy crazy guy but there's a lot more to this with a fun twist at the end um that my son predicted and I told him he was nuts. I highly highly recommend 10 Cloverfield Lane. Really really thoroughly enjoyed it. Evidently the sequel to that one uh, is horrendous. Uh, Netflix paid mm. for it, and there is actually another one coming out. The first version in the series was about um, New York City, and it's a camcorder uh, movie from 2008. 
Um, and it's got pretty good reviews, so we're gonna watch that one next. But uh, mm. anyway, ten Cloverfield. Is your son like Peripheral? Oh yeah, we both love Peripheral. We, okay. we need another fucking episode. What the fuck? I know that's a crazy show. I'm just that's so good. I love all the shit it makes I, you think about. Yeah, I also loved how. Oh, I started Connor... Electric Dreams, by the way, too. Oh, good. Yeah, that's yeah. that's some that's twisted good. stuff, man. Twisted. But yeah, shit. I love how when they're going in Peripheral, when um uh. They're going back. They're going into the other world, and Connor, the guy who like lost his legs and stuff in battle, and he's like, "Wait, wait!" So I get wait, to go into a whole body a full over body? there. I get a full body, a real body. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, "I'm in, man." And exactly. so then he goes and he's in a girl. He's in um, Flynn's body. Exactly. You know, running around. It, it, so he's in a chick, a girl body. Uh, it's just so like kind of you know you think about metaverse and you think about. You know, when you're playing these well, it's games, got everything. it's got metaverse parallel yeah. worlds. It's got time travel. It's, it's so good. It's got yeah. tech. It's, it's got cool it's tech. Got realistic too, yeah. tech. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Those invisible cars, man. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty twisted. That was awesome. Awesome. Uh, oh, this was me last night. I tweeted the dumping. I know. Uh, I saw that and I was like, yeah. looking. I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah. that, was, that was them stopped to see all my news is like done now because it's like, yeah, FTX stopped processing withdrawals on chain data says. Uh, Binance Bitcoin balance on FTX exchange went negative. That must have been the moment that uh, the call went out to fucking CZ. Hey, CZ, buddy. <laughs> hey, man. There's some bad vibes out there in CT right now, but I want you to know that I've always liked you. Can you spare a dime of Bitcoin? Because I got no, I got no Bitcoin to pay people with. Yeah, fifty uh, percent off. Get it out exactly. Fifty percent exactly. off for the next sixty minutes. Let me know what you want to do. Somebody put to her together an entire Dune uh, dashboard that monitors all of Alameda's and uh, FTX's wallets and tries to present it out. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Hey, um, is there, can you um, you're gonna put that link in the notes? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. Um, you sent this winter mute incubated DeFi aggregator Bbot expands to uh Polygon. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. I don't what does Bebop do? Uh, do so they're a DEX aggregator. Yes. Okay. So you know, our whole cross-chain blah 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 thesis is another one. I don't really yeah. know them, but I read the article, it looked interesting. I thought you might know more about them. That's why I kind of threw it in the channel. No, nah, I've never heard of them, but I'm gonna take a look at it. 30,000 members strong Ethereum based trading token trading platform. Wow. All right. Transfers across multi chain world. Oh, uh, well, I can't talk about it yet. Never mind. Sorry. I'll wait. I'll wait. Got a little, got, got and, a little, little canto news coming, but nothing yet. Oh, okay. I I, All right. I, I was about to, I was about to spill it and then I was like, okay, I, I can't do that yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's for the VIP channel later, right? That, that, that's it. That's for the, uh, that's for the, uh, $123 a month channel. Um, <laughs> I give you the best trades. You come follow me. No problem. You'd be rich. <laughs> we make you rich, man. <laughs> make you rich. You can follow me $123 a month. I tell you everything you need to do. 10, you know, it's so much 10 million in no time. Yeah, exactly. Retire Tuesday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what was that one, um, that gambler movie with Al Pacino and McConaughey where he goes in and how they, he goes to New York. He's a kind of a injured quarterback from college. He's picks football. Um, he goes to New know. York. 
Pacino brings it. it. It's also got uh, not Charlize Theron, but it's got another big actor in the actor in there as well. But basically, there. I was thinking of it when you know, is it? No, no, no. But I was thinking about it when you were giving your pitch, like, "Hey, man, you'll be rich," you know, Tuesday or something. <laughs> and how these guys work, um, you know, the gambling dudes, yeah. and how they talk them into putting more in. And it reminded me yeah. of like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. You know, and that kind of boilerplate yeah. sales or yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. You yeah. know, anytime anybody's pitching you that hard, you need to take a break because you're getting ready to go over the edge and do something stupid because you just don't want to talk to this person anymore. Yeah. So, you know, be just always remember how hard someone's selling a deal. Absolutely. Uh, everyone. Absolutely. Uh, oh, I love that one. Any given Sunday. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. Um, Ethereum's buterin wants the crypto industry to limit its reliance on institutional investors. I, I don't think we need to read the here's why. I think we all know the here's why. It's like, yeah, you've got it. There's some risk there, right? You don't want like 75% of the entire industry being just institutional investors because then, you know, you've got problems. So. Yeah. You know, one thing though, is that, you know, in, when you look at like equities, there's always a balance between institutional and retail. And I think it's usually like 70, 30 or 80, 20. And so what it ends up doing is it sort of st stabilizes the price because institutional doesn't sell. Yeah. And when they do true. sell, when they do sell, it's, you know, usually OTC or something like that, or it's, you know, discreet. They're not yeah. like, you know, dumping it on the open market. So I wonder if like if institutional was holding big positions in Matic and ETH and things like that, and they're getting yield, they would never sell. Right. So there might now, be a counter sense. argument well, to that. I think, just to think, I, think about. What, I think what he's saying here, I'm kind of breezing through while I'm talking yeah. is, okay, um, cool. that, that it would force, it would force the whole system to be internally compliant and make it incredibly difficult for people to keep innovating and building crazy financial okay. applications. And so, he thinks we should have them and that they have helped to maintain price and helped keep us afloat during crypto winter because their money is in here. But that if they come deep into DeFi, it's going to really limit what DeFi can do. So, it, yeah, because then he, I think, yeah, like you're saying, he's concerned it turns it all into regulated DeFi exactly. instead of sandbox DeFi. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Cool. Exactly. So, um, makes we'll sense. Yeah. Oh, this is a great, I'm going to put this in the show notes, but this is a great comparison of maker versus liquidity that liquidity put out like, like human governance versus algorithmic governance. And this is perfect based on the library thing, right? Uh, maker is mm -hmm. governed by the MakerDAO community. Liquidity is a fully algorithmically governed without any human involvement, uh, multi-collateral versus um, single collateral. So maker has multiple tokens as collateral, whereas liquidity is only ETH. Um, and it's unfreezable. LUSD is 100% unstoppable because it's deployed. Nobody can touch it. Nobody can do anything with it, right? Um, own Oracle. Wait, explain that to me. Explain that to me. So, so liquidity is deployed radically decentralized. Nobody can stop okay. it, right? Nobody can stop the creation or burning of LUSD. Nobody can. Nobody can interfere with it. It's just runs. And if the as long as the algorithm keeps functioning as well as it has, and it launched and. 2021 something yeah i remember you told turn me on to them yeah. like february of 21 yeah yeah um as long as it keeps functioning the way it's supposed to which it has um it, you can't stop it from functioning it's out there it's done it, it, it and no humans control it no humans can touch it 
So, so I mean, it's like an organism. That's cool. I like, yeah, that. that's what I mean by radically decentralized. Yeah. Deploy that shit. And if it works great, if it doesn't go back to the drawing board and deploy something else, you know? So um, anyway, uh, or own Oracle versus Chainlink plus Teller Oracle. So Maker uses their own Oracle and has whitelisted data pro providers. Liquidy uses Chainlink and Teller is their backup yeah. Oracle. Awesome. So, yeah, third party. Uh, Liquidy centrally hosted interface versus decentralized front end. So there is no Liquidy interface at Liquidy.org. You can't go and use Liquidy at the Liquidy website. The only way you can lose liquidity is by using interfaces that are deployed by other people. They provide a, a, a front-end kit that people can use, but you have to go to other websites to use it. So it's a decentralized web interface that's hosted on multiple platforms. And you can go to any of those platforms to use liquidity. Um, and those platforms can all take a cut of parts of the revenue that come back and forth. It's built into the system. So, you, you, know, that, you know, what's interesting about that, Brad, is that that kind of also, I think there's a regulatory angle to that as well. Oh, totally. Obviously. Completely. Yeah. Completely. I mean, that's, that's what beautiful. they were going for. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's beautiful. It's a regulatory angle. It's also reduces the the um, attempts of DNS attacks, right? Nobody yeah. can steal the domain and then people can't get to their money or their money gets stolen. Now, that could theoretically happen on one of these other hosted interfaces. So there's still some risk there, but it's lessened. The risk has decreased. Yeah. Some, and users can get to their money no matter what. Now, you know, decentralized front ends, truly decentralized is, is better, but for now that's good. Um, so we talked about that uh, variable interest versus zero interest. So maker has a variable interest rate liquidity. There's zero interest rate. Uh, you pay a small upfront fee. Um, collateralization ratios, makers, vaults range 130%, 150%, 175%. Um, their most capital efficient vault is 130% requiring 40,000 in debt. Liquidity's minimum collateralization ratio is 110% and the minimum debt required is $2,000. Oh, cool. Yeah. Auctions versus uh, instant liquidations. Maker liquidates through an auction mechanism. Liquidity instant, uh, instantaneously liquidates. Uh, the mechanism just works and functions and liquidates, right? Uh, the stability pool, what people make money on, which I did for a while, um, causes the liquidations. Um, <laughs> emergency shutdown versus recovery mode. Maker has an emergency shutdown, means in case of low collateralization ratio, the system would wind down. Liquidity has a recovery mode that is designed to push the system back to normal. So they have an entire algorithm system that actually, that actually reduces the collateralization levels. And after liquidation rounds, if things are heating up and will reduce what people can take so that it actually starts to balance itself out algorithmically. No humans have to intervene. In it. That's cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, check it out. Um, um, you know, big liquidity fan. I thought this was a really great comparison uh, and why I'm a big believer in li what liquidity is doing, why I talk all the time about radical decentralization. Um, you know, it's a good project. You know, I actually think Liquidity was the very first, like, uh, LP pool that I put money really? into. Are you Way sure? Back. Wasn't that, like, aren't they the ones when I was joking? Because when we went in at the beginning, it was like, you know. Nah, I know, you and I, no, that was someplace else. That was on Polygon, I think. Didn't we do it on Polygon first? Oh, jeez, I can't remember. But um, I, I don't know. But early, like, February 21, I wasn't on Polygon. Because yeah. Doki hadn't rolled out to Polygon at that point. Go to DeBank, connect your wallet, and then go through the history tab and see, go okay. back to the very beginning. That'll tell you. 
Yeah, but what I'm getting at is I was I'll joking with them because the, the APYs were, or APRs, whatever it was back then, was like 700%. And then remember the next day it went down to like 119%. Yeah, I sent you a text and those sons of bitches got my interest rate to 114%. Yeah, that was because. Um, but no, Justin, I just thought it was funny. I was like, yeah, no, it's hilarious. Justin's son put in like a gigantic chunk of money in liquid. He took his, took his profits and then got out. Okay. And so that was a big chunk of money. Um, 50 days since the merge, only 2,000 ETH have been added to the total supply in that period. If it was still proof of work, 600,000 ETH would have made been added. Uh, it's a 99% difference. Oops. And this Wait, when are the, those lockups ending again on all the stake? Uh, they don't know for sure yet. Uh, it's okay. six, six, five, six months away, something like that. Okay, good. All right. But this is the overall ETH supply downtrend, uh, which is, I think, encouraging. Yeah, I like that. Did they have a numerical number of ETH at that peak? Uh, like how many were there? No, nah, this is an image, so I can't tell. Okay. You. Oh well. Uh, I, I this, mean, is that I, what this number is? Uh, million five hundred. No, that can't be right. I know. I no, don't see how that right. could be it. Yeah. No, that's that's not it. Um, I don't think he's. Oh, sources. Well, that's, that's good because it's doing what it was supposed to do post merge. Yeah. Current supply one hundred twenty million five hundred twenty three thousand. Supply chain is up 2,426 since the merge. Um, but what was the maximum? Oh, this is so nicely done. This interface is pretty. This is the highest. Oh, this is a 200 year projection of the, of the supply. That's, that's where what's it go are. down to? 47 million. Fuck. So, like, almost like how just double BTC at that point. Yeah. Peak supply 120.5 million. Wait, what did it just say we're at? Yeah. This Damn. is peak supply, I guess. That's weird. Yeah. You know, I love that. Like, lots of good shit going on for Ethereum right now, man. I don't, I, I'm, 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 I'm not ever going to be a maxi, but I'm, I'm getting more and more excited. Uh, after I talked but, to Haim Solomon, I was even more excited. And this, that but, eigenlayer shit really gets me excited too. Well, also, but I, I love that last chart we just looked at or graph that, um, you know, it, it clearly shows that ETH is going from wherever it is today. I think you said 120 million, 25 yeah. million yeah. to 50, to 40 something million or whatever that was. Yeah. So, if you, you know, for guys that aren't trading or newbies coming into the market, you know, of course, BTC. But now you've got a clear case for ETH, too, and a buy it and forget about it kind of mode. Yeah, exactly. Um, because it's going down almost to the supply. Well, what's what's BTC max out? 23 million? Yeah, 23. Okay, so this is like 42. Yeah, I mean. Oh, and think about that. The federal government now owns like 10% of the maximum supply of Ethereum, I think. Of BTC? I mean, of Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, look, if you went out on the market and just dumped it, yeah. I mean, how far would it drive the price down? I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's a, I mean, I guess you could do it, look at an exchange, but still. No, there's not, I don't think anything could support that. No. Yeah. Um, this is a little bit, Concerning, uh, not concerning. So um, this guy, Alex Breakpoint, he's from Friction Labs, uh, did a, a, a Dune dashboard on Uniswap. Essentially, uh, you yeah. know, TLDR, um, version three LPs ha have lost an estimated $100 million. Nobody's really making money as an LP over there. 
even with the new version three capabilities to uh, segment uh, based on price ranges. Um, so that's and, just if you're saying that's just if people put money in the LP but don't stake the LP token somewhere else. Is that? Uh, what that I would guess so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay, yeah, got it. Yeah, got yeah, it. Cool. Yeah, Thanks. Um, but but that's you know I mean these guys are, they're big firms putting in big money as LPs in version three Uniswap and um, so the interesting thing was he put this out and the Uniswap guys came back claiming. Um, that he was wrong, that it, they'd actually made $150 million. And then some other developer actually fixed their code on their Dune dashboard and showed that actually Uniswap was wrong and that it was a $100 million loss. What, and he, <laughs> he, makes, he makes two really valid points here, right? Is that one, we kind of, or multiple valid points. Number one, we put something like Uniswap up on a pedestal. Can do no wrong. It's great. It's an engine. It functions. It's the core of DeFi, yada, yada, yada. And all of that is true. But the fact is, is that uh, when LP investors really start realizing they can't make money on it, how long does Uniswap maintain that position, right? And this is endemic to all of, all of them. Yeah. Uh, all AMMs that function this way, right? So it's it, it's a problem for the industry to consider, and that's one of the points he makes. Is that that the other thing is is you know a lot of projects in DeFi will see something like this, and rather than try to attack it, they'll actually stop and examine it, right? In this case, Uniswap, not only did they attack it, but then when they were proven wrong with their attack, they just went silent. They didn't even respond to it anymore. Oh, and, see, yeah, that's wrong. And that's disconcerting. You know, that's not what I would expect from, from Uniswap. Um, so anyway, this thread will be, everyone should read this because this thread's going to be in the show notes. And, and I really think it's important for us to, to really um, be thinking about these things because we don't get to keep going if our fucking fundamental DEXs can't function um, and people actually, without people losing money. And, and that's going to be real important. I mean, that's why Frax is trying to own all of its liquidity, right? Because it, it, it doesn't trust the, the external systems to do it all for them. So that's why they're building all these platforms. They're building a staking protocol, a lending protocol, a, a swap protocol. They're building all this so they can control it um, yeah. and not be dependent on something that could collapse if everybody goes, oh, fuck, I'm losing money hand over fist, you know? Well, what I didn't look at was, I'm, I don't know if I heard if you said it or not, but however they're losing money when people just put money in those LPs or pair money into those LPs, because um, they're usually supposed to get some portion of transaction fees or something else, maybe they platform do. fees. Yeah, okay. they get transaction fees, but they also get the impermanent loss. Right. And in this case, they were trying to claim he wasn't claiming transaction fees. He was, and they only were doing one side of the impermanent loss. And so, in fact his number is correct that there's a hundred million dollars lost since version three uh, in impermanent loss. loss. Yeah. yeah. Including fees. Interesting. Yeah. I just wonder if there's something, the impermanent loss concepts or thing is interesting because um, it, it's, it's, I guess, cause it must be just because of the way the AMM works that uh, creates those somehow creates those losses for you. Because if you were, or maybe there's a way to index the two pair, the two items, two, two pieces of the liquidity pair. And then, you know, maybe when you put money into it, then maybe the liquidity pool somehow single stakes a bunch of that to get yield to offset the impermanent loss for anyone. There's got to be some ways to like juice that or fix it. 
so that or some other revenue stream to attach to it um, so that, you know, these people or, you know, hedge against it or insure against it or something so that it doesn't like you said, we don't want people to stop putting money in liquidity pools. Exactly. No. I'm trying to find um, the guys at CalSwap are working on a solution and not surprising because they knew the uh, impermanent loss MEV problem from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, look, so Eamon says, could be that everyone is Google. losing money because everything is down for a year. Absolutely right. That's part so of no this equation. So no transactions. Yeah, yeah that's, that's part of this equation, right? That, that, the, that the, the, wild, the volatility in prices is causing part of the problem. If there was more stability in prices, then these people might be making money. So I absolutely agree with you, buddy. I do. Uh, but um, I still think it speaks to a mechanic, uh, uh, an intrinsic problem with how these function. I'm trying well, to you know, find it. One other thing, Brad, I, did they break out in that study, like showing um, liquidity pools that were stable, 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 something else? And then nah, he know, just like did a total two non stable. I think he yeah. did a dashboard. Yeah, I'd love everything. to see what those look like. Because it might, find it. Um, it might just be that in those, we have two non stables in there. It might just be most of the, all of the, a very large part of the impermanent loss is in those pools. But if you're putting like ETH USDC, you know, yeah. I would suspect you would have Nib less. Niblet says, but if everything is down, there should be no, no to little impermanent loss. Correct. I said, well, it, it depends. But if they go down in, in conjunction, you know, if they go down together in the same percentages, then no, there wouldn't be. But but because they're not, because there's wild variance in a lot of these tokens in price, then that variance is is impact that volatility is impacted because that's the impermanent loss factor is is the wild variations in up and down in price between the pairs in each pool. So and Niblet said uh, stables notwithstanding. So yeah. I've got I found it. I just was reading a post. Um loop uh what's his first name can't remember his first name anyway a uh, founder of CalSwap, leopold is from gnosis and gnosis um built CalSwap because they wanted to protect users against mev and now he is actually kind of in the open trying to solve this problem so uh we'll, we'll see uh Eamon said shit coins down more bigly than big assets absolutely absolutely um one more thing joe uh, Neon yep. EVM is launching on Solana. Um, I, I have no idea the performance levels, no idea how good this is, but EVM capability on Solana could be a huge game changer for them if they can keep the chain running. Um, well, have you have you followed the discussion on Doki Doki with Gotcha Machines? No, and how it's supposedly because somebody was asking about this. And I chimed in of like, you know, what does this mean? But, you know, it's now being set up to where it could deploy on all the EVM chains. So Phantom, Avalanche, Solana. So this Doki, yeah. This yeah, no, gotcha. the gotcha protocol. The gotcha yeah, protocol. Yeah. So this is super. I mean, I love the fact that all these, like you said, if they can keep it running, of course. But I love the fact that everybody's figuring out angles here that are like kind of moving, not standardization, Look but maybe commonization look what? at the projects already signed up graph pith yep. Ave, curve balancer curve. sushi yeah that's Swing a murder row right Rob there Barum, breeder dodo midas i don't know these coin vice portal bridge accelercore uh this 
this could be a really significant game changer for Solana. Like this, because there's already so much activity over there. There's already a dedicated, hardcore fucking community, developers and users. Um, this could be a really big, big, big change. Hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put on my um, Louis Vuitton body glove suit that you gave me, and I'm going to go down and hang out at the Solana Center down in Wynwood. See yeah, if I can get some do- intel for us. Let's go do that. That'd be good. That'd be good. <laughs> Uh, so December 12th, 22, uh, this is launching. Uh, so I got to tell you, this could be a big game changer if, if Solana can maintain uh, and keep it functioning and up and running. This is this is impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. Uh, do I have anything else of... Uh... Let's we look in Telegram. Oh, Kazakhstan is... Uh, there's a good little piece on Kazakhstan trying to become a... Uh, crypto hub of the world. Um, I'll just put the link in. I don't think we well, really talk about it. CZ's in pretty tight with those guys too. Yeah, right? Binance I mean, just got approved there. Yeah, so I thought. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that's another place that could have you know, like, I mean, obviously there's different reasons, like you know, crypto London. You know, if you go to London, there's other stuff to do. Yeah, crypto Kazakhstan. I don't know what else there is. To I don't do know there. what's in maybe Kazakhstan's nice. Who knows? No, I heard it's pretty cool. I mean, I think they usually have some fights at leadership level. You know, a couple of families brawling over who gets to be the boss. Um, but it's it has a lot of oil. I think a lot of oil reserves, and you know, I mean, it's a Central Asia, so why not? Nice city looks nice. The mountains and the lakes look nice. That's pretty. Wow. Remember we were talking to those miners there, I mean, Bitcoin miners, way back, early 18, I think. And they were setting up mining rigs in these, like, salt caverns in Kazakhstan. And basically, you yeah. put in a grand, and it would turn into, like, six grand in, I don't know, some amount, short amount of time. Um, but I love the – I mean, I didn't ever participate in it because I'm like, yeah, right. But I love the concept of – you know, the, the mining being in places where it's cooler or colder and stuff. And I'd love that they're always kind of innovating stuff. Yeah. It's cool. It's yeah. just far for me. And cold. I can only handle like, you know, I don't really like the long flights anymore. The 12 hour ones, those just destroy me. But you know, London, well, from Miami in particular, I think what's London from here, like seven hours. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But if you're in New York, it's like five and a half or something. So yeah. it's easy to get to. That's all I got today, Joe. I'm done. So midterms today. Midterm elections. If you're uh, if you're not an election denier, you should get out and vote. If you are an election denier, don't waste your vote. Probably not going to really count. If you truly believe, if you truly believe the election was stolen, if you truly believe thousands of bureaucrats and citizens around the country coordinated to steal the presidential election, and that. Americans are capable of that kind of coordination, then yeah. Then they're so, probably still there and going to do it again. So no yeah, need to. They're, they're there. The plot, the deep state is still there to steal your vote. So you should probably. But anyhow, um, yeah, relax. let's just, Chill I think it'll be interesting. Beer. Yeah. You and Kanye got can hang storms out. spurning around out there somewhere. You, Elon and Kanye can hand, hang out and have a beer. And... Me, Elon and Kanye? No. Those that don't, those that uh, (laughs) believe the election was stolen. Yeah, whatever, man. But anyhow, it's, you know, I remember like when I was 
kid and it was like there'd be a big football game and then there'd be an argument the next day about whether somebody's foot had been out or in or did they score or not and everybody would be like oh blah, blah, blah. and then everybody kind of look around for a second and go what are you fucking gonna do now <laughs> so it's like game over move on to the next thing you know exactly and, and that's what i hope we do um yeah, you know, and just keep always advancing whatever your perspective is. That's right. But um, you know, right. if you haven't voted, go vote. So Joe is playing the unknown commentator today. Yeah, uh, I just want to. Amen, Niblets, Euphoric. Thank you so much for uh, participating, for being a part of the conversation, for correcting us, uh, for helping us learn. We appreciate you being here, and we appreciate you part- taking part. Um, Niblets is, and I've also been having a conversation about some difficulties had uh, getting on to Canto. Uh, uh, so I'm um, hoping that the, the announcement I have will come here soon. Um, appreciate all of you guys being a part of it. Appreciate everybody listening and watching. If you like what we're doing, please rate, review, subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're watching on YouTube, click um, subscribe, click the little bell so you get notified when new episodes come out and smash the thumbs up so that we get uh, boosted in the algo. So all you got to do is click that little thumb. Just go bink. Click no, smash thumb. it. Smash it. Tink. Are you in bed, dude? Seriously? No, I'm on the sofa. <laughs> no, because uh, no, I, my, the Wi-Fi was I'm going to start doing shrink sessions with Joe. We'll start doing shrink sessions with Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncle Joe. Yeah. How was your no, relationship No, it was just the Wi-Fi and everything messed up on the other part of the house. So all I right. was like... All right. Uh, We love love and appreciate all of you. Uh, Hope everyone has a wonderful day. Stay safe. Um, Things could get ugly over the next couple of days. Who knows? We have a tropical storm probably headed our way on Thursday. So show on Thursday is going to be probably hit and miss or hit or miss. My kids are out of school today. They'll be out of school Friday for Veterans Day, and they could end up being out of school Thursday. So we'll see what happens. Anyway. FTT down to 11 bucks off 50% now. Fuck. What the yeah, frig, he's, man? He's buying it. Oh, wait. This must be the... Wait, is it BTC dumping? What the... Something must be dumping hard. BTC's at 18954. There you go. Okay. It's at 1404. So why'd we start dumping again? It's got to be the, the BTC news? sales. Oh, FTT's down to $9.66. What the fuck? Down 81%? What? Damn, I'm Jeez. seeing 58, nice. but yeah, I'm sure that's all over the place. I'm in, I'm in coin oh, market fuck. cap. So. Fuck, what the fuck's going on? What did happen? What did we do, Joe? What did we do wrong? Did we do something on the show to cause this? Joe froze. All right. Thank you, everybody. We love and appreciate you. Stay safe. Um, and, uh, you know, be careful, be stable, be conservative. And, uh, Joe, I don't know what the fuck's going on in the market, but, you know. Yeah, I'm not, I can't even see equities right now, but it's going to be an exciting day. But we might have that deep V I called earlier today. Hey. So I think the feds are getting ready to just tank it all. So, But everybody's ready to come in. So do it. Let's see what happens. And then we'll have capitulation. All right, everybody. And then we'll rock it ride. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.